The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name's Chris. That's I'm Hannah. Hannah. Hi. This is the EP Podcast, and I'm fresh off of the beach. I'm so jealous. Y'all go to the beach like more than I've been to the beach in my life. We haven't been to the beach in a while. I know, but y'all still have been like many, many times. I like the ocean. I love it. When, when I take a trip, What's I really What's your favorite like the, part about the ocean? Well, the smell of the ocean. I, it always seems to clear up my sinuses. Oh. But I always like looking out the ocean and thinking to myself like, this is the same water that like the Romans were probably yes. sailed in. Like this is, like this is, this is really the oldest part of human history. There's stuff that's washing up on shore that could have traveled from one side of the ocean to the other, and now here it comes up again. But you can't make more yeah. water. What was here at the beginning is right. still here. So, I mean, like, there's something about being at the ocean that I think is calming, but I also just feel like uh, you really you really just understand what a, how big a world is mm-hmm. when you're able to look out really deep into the ocean. And, I, and I, I always tell Erica, like, deep down in the end, I would love to get a boat. Like everybody, like people got people go. Oh, I want to retire. I want to get an RV and travel the country. I want a boat. Yeah. Like I, I've I've gone sailing before. I I want to get really serious about making sure I'm good at it. And if I could, I would I would sell the house when the when the kids are gone and they're off to college, retire in, in my in my sixties, and uh, just go from port to port. Yeah. You know, I like I just that, that's what I would do. I would I I would love to just be on the water. Even I'd have like a home base somewhere, but I I just love to do it. Now that that's a amazing. pie in the sky thing, and I'll probably be an evergreen until they put me in the ground. But I mean, it's like yeah. it's something that I always think about doing. Yeah, you know, it sounds fun. I you know I always think that like you're near the water because New Orleans is on it, but you were in rural Louisiana. I so was you, in rural Louisiana. So yeah. you didn't see the water no, as much as I, I saw imagined. the swamp water. <laughs> yeah, that's different water. That's dirty. The water. snake water. That is some dirty water. This episode. Of the EP Podcast brought to you proudly by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. 4% statement saving special, 11-month CD, 4.2%, 17-month CD, 4.25. Uh, they got the, uh, the the kids' accounts over there, the junior savers' accounts. They're great. Uh, you keep track of everything the kids are doing. The apps are new. The website's new. Uh, the, the ATMs are free. They put the money back in. If some ATM charges you a fee, they put it back for you. Uh, they give you a $300 bonus when you open up a checking account that has those free ATMs, which which is incredible as long as you do the right things you're supposed to do. I, I, they've got a couple of caveats. I think you got to have your direct deposit go in there, I would imagine. I don't have it sitting in front of me. Every time I talk about them to somebody else, I always tell them, like, it, you could go in, you could have a conversation with the people that are in there, and they'll just help you. I've walked in before and just had a question. They're like, yeah, we got it. I go into one of the bigger banks, you know, and I've done that before, before I switched over everything that was there. Yeah, I got to make an appointment. I got to sit there and wait forever. You know, that it's always a new guy. They have always have turnover. Yeah, you never have like the same person. You don't I hate walk that. Back, you don't walk back six months later and get there to tell the guy, remember me? No, he don't remember you. He wasn't even there and he'll be gone in four months. Meanwhile, everybody's the same face when I walk in there. They all know me. I walk in there, Chris, like, hi, hi everybody. Yeah. We ask about the kids. We have big conversations. I ask about their kids. And, you know, and, and so I love that. And I don't even use the drive through I like to go in and just see people. You know, they got my money. I want them to know who I am. I, yeah. I, I I love going over there. See everything they have to offer at bankevergreenpark.com or stop in and see them 95th of Pulaski in that iconic building right there on the corner of the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. So, yeah, the, the beach, I would imagine, was fun, but I'm recording this before I leave. 
I, that's it's, what I'm it's doing. It's the magic of podcasting. Like, I don't even know what day the show comes out. It's either coming out on the regular Monday, which I believe is the 17th of me. April, because I would have gotten back on the 16th, and I've already put it together. Or at some point, I announce this show is coming out on Tuesday, and it's out on Tuesday, because I knew, but I, there was no way I was putting it together getting off of the road. So this show and the last show with Father Paul were recorded way in advance. Yeah. I got Father Paul on Palm Sunday after his first masses back over at Most Holy Redeemer. And if you missed that, go back and check it out on demand. And that was cool kind of setting that up with him because he doesn't, I, I don't think he would go and sit down with anybody else, no. you know, and, t- and talk. But like we exchanged text messages and I was like, hey man, I'm going on this vacation. Like, do you want to come on? He's like, I'll come talk to you. And I just thought that was cool. It was cool to bring him back. It was cool to reintroduce him to everybody in Evergreen Park. It was cool to hear about what was happening when he was on his deployment. And and it's just fun to catch up with a really nice guy. And I'm, uh, you know, it, it's been a rough month, okay, for our friend, but it was fun to have him on the show. Yeah. Now, before we get to our excellent guest on this episode, somebody you may never have heard about, you may not know exactly what they do, but they're instrumental here in Evergreen Park. Uh, Frank Murray over at the library sent me a note. I want to pass it along to everybody. Do not forget this Saturday, April 22nd, Earth Day and a celebration for Helen Cooperson. Helen was one of those great EP residents who has passed on, but her legacy continues. It's going on from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. again on Saturday, April 22nd. Here's what they're doing. It's all in celebration of Earth Day. There's a plant swap. You don't like your plant? Maybe somebody else will. 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Mary Maritello is going to be presenting the lasting legacies of women who loved nature. There is an Earth Day DIY for kids from noon until 2. There is a teen clothing swap from 1 to 3. Your teenager doesn't like that outfit anymore? Don't worry. There's another teen somewhere else in Evergreen Park who also doesn't like their clothes. Swap! There's also going to be music starting at 2 p.m., a gardener's melody, nature-inspired songs, and don't forget to buy tickets for the Library Foundation's two raffle baskets honoring Helen. One is a garden-inspired basket, including free admission and parking to the Chicago Botanic Garden, as well as some gardening tools. And the second one is because Helen loved the White Sox. There's four tickets to a game, some cool sock swag. Get tickets for the basket, one for $5, three for 10. Once again, at the library this Saturday, April 22nd, Earth Day and the Helen Cooperson celebration starting at 10 a.m. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, and she did me a huge favor by sitting down with me before I left on vacation a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Stacy Schubel is down here. How are you, Stacy? I'm good. How are you? Good. You you work for the village, I and do. a lot of people have no idea what you do. Right. <laughs> so what do you do? So yeah, so I am the marketing and community um, engagement manager and the public information officer. So very basic marketing, obviously emails, social media, website, managing all of that um, and getting the information out there. And then the community engagement part is really just the listening of our residents and our businesses and all the organizations in the area, um, seeing what they're interested in and what their issues they may have and uh, making sure that we either have programs or the information together um, to help solve those issues and problems and just making sure that some of those people that you don't always reach and don't always sort of that middle group, you always have the people that talk a ton 
and you hear everything from and the ones, you know, some it's happy and then you have the ones that aren't always happy. There's that middle group that you don't always hear from a lot. So it's really kind of getting those people involved and getting programs together and everything like that for them to reach, you know, all the residents and all the businesses in the area. One of the things that you represent to me is that your campaign promise, if I'm not mistaken, that Mayor Burke made that she was bringing somebody in to do this because while talking with people before she was elected into the seat that she now holds, that was one of the things she kept hearing is that they wanted more interaction Mm -hmm. with the residents and more information put out and that there wasn't enough of it. And they made your position and that's your job, right? That's my job. Yep, exactly. Yep. And so you're the one sending me all the emails, but you're also nice enough to put (laughs) the EP podcast in every week. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure that, yeah. I, I get people, I like, I know other people who are like podcasters or in the industry or whatever, and they're like, the village actually sends your podcast out? I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's super nice. We're going to have to have her on the show sometime. Right, so, so are you also running all the social media accounts? Yep, too? I do all of that too. Okay. So you're out there in the wilderness of the Twitter and especially yes. the Facebook pages and everything else like that. Do you ever think to yourself, I'd love to be like the Wendy's Twitter account and yes. just talk garbage? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I've been doing social media for a very long time and, you know, I've been lucky enough where I've had a couple of times I used to do it as a consulting basis. So I've had some instances where I've been able to kind of be a little more snarky and be a little, you know, (laughs) fun, (laughs) stuff like that. But, you know, I realize that every obviously every organization and every, you know, company and all that that you're with is a little bit different. You can't really be snarky if you're (laughs) representing the village, although it would be funny to have a snarky social media account for Evergreen Park. I think that'd be awesome. And then uh, but then you're out there. Are you like cruising through the Facebook pages. I'm always listening. The groups and stuff I, like yep, that. I'm watching. I see it all. So, so, yep. so take me through this because I am really curious about it. You have, let's say somebody goes on in like an Evergreen Park Facebook group mm-hmm. and they're upset about something. Mm-hmm. They're annoyed. We even had that incident, uh, I want to say, a month or so ago where this poor girl on 99th Street walking her dog, uh, like the person had hit the hit the, mm-hmm. the dog, the dog died, the, the girl was injured um, and the the car got away. And, and you could see that they were trying to find, but it was really like social media, like they were throwing stuff out. So you see something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, they found them. The EP police department did find the person eventually. They, you see stuff like that. What is your role? How does the village react to things? First, is it weeding through like this is legitimate, this is this is right. bunk. And then yep. once you figure it's legitimate, you're running it up the chain and saying, hey, mm-hmm. are we paying attention to this? Right. Yeah. Depending on what it is and whatever the situation is, if it needs to be brought up and, you know, passed around to whichever department or whoever needs to handle it, then, yeah, we'll pass it on and make oh, that's sure that they know. Walking yeah. in the chief of police office going, hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. by the way, you're on the socials today. <laughs> right. He must, he must love that. Yeah, they know too. Yeah. So they're, you know, I think that they're pretty good about watching stuff like that too. So, you know, but yeah, if something comes up, you know, there was a public works, like it wasn't even our people, people were complaining, but. I was like, just an FYI, this isn't, you know, our issue, but this isn't even our thing, just but an FYI, <laughs> you know, pass you it know. on. Right. Yep. So you're, you're kind of keeping track of that right. and trying to answer, you know, concerns of the citizens, which I think is kind of, it's kind of cool. I mean, it, it really call, kind of falls back to the idea that this is a small town that happens to be surrounded by a massive amount of people in this giant city that's right next to us and everything like that. And I always try to describe the people like it is really like a small town. Like if I have a problem, I just go down the city hall and I don't stand in line for three hours to be seen by somebody who doesn't want to talk to me. It's, 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 it's different. But on the other hand, that probably means that you have to be more responsive because people expect that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, that's, 
I think it does have that small town feel. So we can't just brush it off and be like, yeah, whatever. You know, we can't can't blow it off or anything. We do have to look and see that. All right. We're getting a lot of you know, comments or a lot of complaints or something about whatever the topic is. So we do have to address it, you know, and that way we can't just pretend it's not happening because we're so busy doing other things. So. Right. You're, you're doing uh, you're also coming up with events. It seems like lately, I, I noticed that that thing last year at client park, circle park, whatever they call it, all these parks have three names. Right. Every time I refer to James J. Sexton park, I say that used to be 50 acre park because right. it takes a while to sink in. It's really funny how I have to do that. There's so many names for so many things yes. around here, but uh, you did the, the, the food truck thing. Right. First time trying it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was an expectation it was going to be a massive amount of we people. We were hoping it, for a couple hundred. <laughs> it, it was a weekday and the yes. park was wall-to-wall human beings. Crazy. It yes. was nuts. Mm-hmm. I, there were village trustees just grabbing cases of beer and running them down the street to get mm-hmm. them to where the beer table was. <laughs> the food trucks all sold out. Yes. And I know the mayor mentioned to me that it was frustrating putting that event together because the food trucks didn't know what to expect. Right. So it was hard to sign them. Are you doing it again this year? And is it easier right now putting it together because of what happened last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, last year they didn't, you know, like especially the food trucks, they wanted to charge us thousands of dollars sometimes even just to show up for a few hours and guarantee them a certain amount of money because it was the first time we did the event and they didn't know how many people would show up. So um, this year it has been a little bit easier. I reached out to all the ones that were there last year. A couple of them even were nice enough that said, hey, we've done a bunch of um, other, you know, kind of events sort of like this. So once you've got all the info together, let us know. We'll help you. We'll pass it on and even help us get, um, hopefully, I think we're planning on six trucks this year to double what we had. So it's definitely been a lot easier this time just because, like I said, we were hoping for a couple hundred people to show up. And, I don't and know. it went nuts. It was crazy. It exploded. <laughs> so we were so excited. But yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> there, You know, there have been a couple of events that I think have just kind of hit the food truck thing they did oktoberfest as like an experiment and then it became like a thing you do get people who sit around and they go well, what happened to you know i know they used to do the picnic in the park right mm-hmm. but to be honest with you the food truck thing kind of and and the oktoberfest really kind of cover that right you know unless you're hung up on that name it really kind of kind of covers it so i mean do you guys feel like especially since you've been in there that you're just kind of hitting out of the park right now because it seems like you're coming up <laughs> with these events and they're brand new and they're they're hitting right it, 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 do you right now are you get are you getting a little cocky no no <laughs> i'm trying not to i'm still very nervous there's even some other new stuff that we're thinking about doing this summer that we're working on so i'm very nervous about you know those and making sure that they work but um i think it was a little combination of you know yeah people definitely wanted some this kind of event to be in the area but then also coming out of the pandemic where everything was canceled for a while i think just that makes people get out just initially too a people lot wanted so, a party. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so i think that that's definitely helped too but yeah i mean i'm i'm very i'm not someone who runs away and just know everything's going to be perfect and, you know <laughs> i'm totally confident i'm very reserved to make sure that um that everything is you know i get too worried and worked up about it so until it happens and everything's great you know i get a little nervous there so <laughs> well I, I know the community center that's over there in the like in the center of the southwest quadrant mm-hmm. is it really was designed to be able to host these events right. so it makes a lot of sense that they're always over there right on the other hand right 
you, you, I think you've learned what Evergreen is like. There's these four quadrants and they all look at each other with like a side eye. <laughs> right. They're like, are they getting as much as me? They're like having four kids. Mm-hmm. They really are. And it's funny. I, I've noticed it when I go do things. And if I go into uh, some area or I'm doing something like, I can't believe you're even over here. And it's like, I'm not exclusive to the one I happen to live in. <laughs> right. I try to cover everything that's there. So like you have 50 acre park, you probably have other venues. Mm-hmm. Is there like an effort every once in a while to say, hey, let's spread some of this out to different parts of the village? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the, the food truck, the picnic, you know, that summer event that we did, we were initially were looking at 50 acre and having it there and um, hosted, but just a little bit of a slight incline in that parking lot is enough for the food trucks to not want to be there because like gas in the... That was a yeah, thing. That's a thing. Okay. So that's one thing that you figure out and discover as you're doing it. So initially like that was, we wanted it to be over in that area, but... Just because of... But the food trucks are like, it's going to be very hard to serve food exactly. with, you know, the food slipping and these things exploding because the propane's off the <laughs> exactly. side. Right. That would have been a problem. Okay. <laughs> right. that's, at so, least yeah. you're thinking of that. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think, you know, there is um, a definite, you know, we are trying to make sure that we can hopefully spread things out and do things in the different areas. So Anything else that we know is coming up? You want to give me a sneak preview um, of something? Gosh. You don't have to, but I mean, I'm just kind of curious. You, <laughs> you do so much, your finger's on the pulse of stuff. I know. It's your yeah. first time down here. You can wow all the listeners with like, guess what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Look for this. I think, yeah, I mean, we're still early in the planning stages. But I mentioned it a little bit earlier, you know, hoping to maybe do a little something at the driving range, sort of like a music kind of chill Ooh. music night, some craft beers, something like that. So we're very early last couple of weeks. I've just started kind of planning that and looking into possible dates this summer to do something like that. But I think, you know, this year you'll expect a lot of the same, but maybe kind of looking at things a little differently and hopefully throwing something. And the weekday in events work in the summer, don't yeah. they? Because mm-hmm. people skip town. Not everybody's got a summer cottage, but there's enough that it impacts your crowds. Right. It yeah. does. Yeah. So yeah, I think a lot, I think a lot of the, the weekday events definitely will get a good turnout if we do anything there. So awesome. All right. Well, Stacy's always really nice to this show. Uh, I, I get an email in advance of events and she actually asked me like, will you come? And I'm like, of course I'm coming. <laughs> Just want to make like sure. if the EP podcast isn't at the EP events, we're not going to last very long. I mean, you are you're all very nice to involve us and stuff, and we always get like a attend someplace, and we're happy to promote all of it. And uh, I know first time down, don't make it the last. I, I really oh, yeah. appreciate you stopping by. Of course, thank you for having me. I'm happy. You know, we'd love to come back sometime. <laughs> Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. I take I take Dominic my my 15-year-old. Which is so weird that he's 15 now. To a Blackhawks game. And you know, I watch him play hockey. He's JV over at Brother Rice. He's doing really well. I'm super proud of him. He saw he's totally into it. It's his thing. He literally pays for for being on the team because it's like an extra charge. Yeah, and 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 he he like he 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 earns money to go play hockey, which I think is just so commendable about the fact that he wants it that badly yeah. to go do it. And I've been saying for years, I never get to sit down with him to watch all of his games, and I don't go to a lot of Blackhawk games. And he got tickets for his birthday as a gift, and and so I was like, I'll go with you. 
And because and I'm the right one to go because I'm going to buy all the food. It's so expensive there. Oh, right? God, yes. But I, I sit next to him and I got to listen to him talk about the game as a hockey player. And I never had had that experience. Like the game was so much cooler to have somebody next to you who's like, oh, they're in this. They're in the diamond formation. This guy's supposed to do this. Watch if he moves. If he doesn't move, that's going to be a goal. And then the guy doesn't Aww. do what he tells him to do. And it's a goal. Like he, he like he's calling things as they're happening. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is so much fun to sit with a hockey player. Like I, in baseball, I'll sit there and tell him everything. I know everything about baseball. Yeah. To sit with him and listen to him tell me what's going oh, on in the ice. Great. When all I normally do is just wait for a fight and scream when there's a goal and just try to follow the puck. Like he, that was cool, right? The problem is when I went there, I got my, I got aggravated. Why? And this is what I wanted to bring up today on the show. Oh, Lord. At the Blackhawk game. And this is something I'm seeing in a lot of places. Not so much in Evergreen Park, but in a lot of places on the south side. It's coming. At the Blackhawks game, you're only allowed to use a card. There's no cash. Right. And everything's on a touch screen. Yes. So the way that it works is you put your card in and immediately it prompts you with an automatic 20% tip on anything <gasps> that you purchase. Then you have, the op- you have the option of going down to 16, not even 15, 16, or going up to 25 or putting in a custom, right? We put in a custom zero. Well, that's the thing. I asked a beer vendor. After the first purchase, because I was so confused, I couldn't figure out how to do it. I hit custom and tried to put in six bucks for something because I was like, I just bought like nothing here. There's no, I would never give 20% on what I bought. Like certain items, I will I will give 20%. At a restaurant, I'll give 20%. If I'm getting cotton candy for crying out loud, I don't understand why I'm giving you 20%. The The beer vendor is like, oh, you hit custom, but you got to hit you got to hit cancel right after it. There's no instructions. The idea is to confuse that is, you. That is so bad. The idea is to confuse so you tacky. so you just give more money. And it's not like some of these vendors are making less than minimum wage. Like, I get it. They're you get union. A, you get a waitress. They, are, they just had a strike there yeah, so they could get more union. wages, right? Yeah. They just had a strike at the United yeah. Center. I get when they're paying you less than minimum wage and you're trying to make your money on tips. I mean, Erica worked as a waitress. I always tip big in restaurants because mm-hmm. I know how hard they're working, right? Yeah. But- like for this, like he went up and he got a lemonade. And this is the story that got me going. He just wants a lemonade, not a beer, not a bunch of food, a lemonade for crying out loud. You don't tip on buying a lemonade at the counter. No. That's the stupidest. And no. right away, as he orders a lemonade and I say, that's it. The girl that's there, instead of letting me put my card in first, which everybody else lets me do and hit the touch screen, she goes, oh, before you put the card in and she flips the screen to her and she entered. <gasps> A 20% tip. No. And then pushed it through and then tried to take the card on my hand. And I pulled the card back and I said, did you just put a tip on a lemonade? I said, that's a neat trick. Take that off right now. It's a lemonade. I apologized to him afterwards. He's like, no, dad, that was awesome that you told her that. That's, it, that wow. Was, I'm like, take that. And, I, and then I just paid. It's a lemonade. It's a lemonade. At a stand where it's like, this is like somebody who's an employee. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. So I saw this article recently on CNN about tipping. And it was basically a survey of what people around the country do for tips. And I decided I keep thinking I'm cheap. I'm not. First of all, tipping's down since the pandemic because everybody's asking for it. So there's this fatigue. People are like, I'm mm-hmm. done. And they're Why adding service, ser- quote unquote, service fees. There's service charges now. Yeah. There's automatic tips and people are done, right? So I did the survey. And I found that I pretty much match up with the rest of, 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 the, of the country on average when I did the survey. So restaurants, sitting down, 20% I give. That yeah. makes sense to you? Yes. I give 20% when I'm mm-hmm. sitting down. At a bar, though, 
if all you're doing is twisting the top of the bottle off or pouring it into a glass and you're not cleaning things off, you know, bringing me four different orders, checking on me like a waitress. See, a waitress does a lot more Mm -hmm. than the guy who it's like, hey, man, I'll have a beer. Yeah. I give a buck a beer. Mm-hmm. If you decide the you, standard. if you decide the beer is fifteen dollars, good on you. It's still a buck a beer. It's yeah. not a three dollar tip, plus tax. Like people are starting to include tax in the tips no, now. No, you always you always tip pre tax. You tip pre tax. So what's happening with these touch screens is they include the tax, they include the visa service charge because now all of a sudden we're paying for that when businesses used to have to pay for that all the time. Yeah, now all of a sudden, along. all of a sudden we're paying the charge for the right to use a credit card. Okay, and then they put the tip on that. So on like a like on a drink. On two beers, all of a sudden, you're getting the thing hit for like $8 almost when they do all the math. And you're like, how is this even possible? Yeah. So I don't, and I and I put that into the survey and it turns out I'm doing the same thing. Like, don't get yourself guilted is I guess what I'm trying to tell people. Like, they were like, do you tip when you pick up food? I'm like, no, I don't tip at McDonald's. Why would I do that? That's always been my thing with Starbucks, right? Do I tip at McDonald's? No. When I get a filet of fish, I get a filet of fish. Mm-hmm. I don't walk in with a filet of fish and tip you 20% for putting it in the bag. No. It's crazy. And so I do the same. And it turns out most people don't do that. Most people, in fact, the average for the the national average for what people tip when picking up food from any place like carry out is zero. I've run into I've run into restaurant owners who will sit there and tell me that like, oh, no, no, you got to do that because you got to pay the cooks. I'm like, you don't pay the cooks. Yeah, that's not that's not the customer's job. No. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. This is where we're at at this point. We you know, like I feel like and, and trust me. I have some great restaurants that I've worked with, and there's some great restaurants in Evergreen Park. And and I don't think this is as rampant here. I don't see it as well, but I've seen it in a lot of places, and it's coming. Like they're they're putting tips on on fast food restaurants in New York. Yes, I saw that. Okay, this is insane. So inflation hits, and I got to pay extra. Don't come to me when your restaurant closes and be like, "Why didn't anybody come anymore?" Because you're tip you're your you're tipping me to death. Yeah. If you've been injured at work, then you need someone who will fight for the care and compensation you deserve. The insurance companies will look out for themselves and their bottom lines, not you. I'm Matthew Coleman, partner and head of the work injury department at the law offices of Parenti and Norm. My team and I have the experience, dedication, and proven results it takes to fight for your rights. Call or text me today at 312-641-5926 or visit us on the web at pninjurylaw.com. It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to give you an alternative. Full taster bar, great CBD products in that new location, northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie, right next to the very soon to open Spoken Vine. See all they have to offer at coolcloudsvapor.com or just stop in and visit them, 3148 West 95th Street. On Saturday, April 22nd, from 9 a.m. until 10 a.m. at the concession stand at Duffy Park on 91st Street, there's going to be coffee with the mayor. Bring your lawn chairs, enjoy a spring morning, and ask Mayor Burke anything you want. If it rains, they're going to move to the community center. They're trying, as we heard earlier on this show, to spread things around. But if there is rain, community center 3450 West 97th Street. 
The Metropolitan Water Reclamation District of Greater Chicago's Rain Barrel Program offers discounted rain barrels to Cook County residents. This is while supplies last. Rain barrels capture rainwater from your roof, which you can use to wash your car, water your lawn, and much more. Don't drink it. If you want to learn more about this program, mwrd.org slash rain dash barrels. On Monday, April 24th, the Evergreen Park Library Foundation fundraiser partners up with Culver's of Evergreen Park. If you eat at Culver's on Monday the 24th and bring the ad that's found in the library newsletter or online at their website or even mention the library when you order your food, a percentage of the proceeds will benefit your local library. It's dine-in or drive-through at Culver's next Monday, the 24th of April. Finally, our look a little bit further down the road here in Evergreen Park is brought to you by Sid Sauce. They grow the peppers in Evergreen Park. The water's warming up. They're probably getting ready to do that. They bottle different sauces and they deliver them to your door. A great local business. See more at SidSauce.net. Coming up on May 20th, here in EP, a community blood drive. It's going to be at the Senior Center, 9547 South Homan. They're asking that you schedule your appointment in advance. Go to communityblood.org donor and click donate now and look for the sponsor code CS20 or just give them a call, 800-280-4102. That's your word on the street and that is an EP podcast I cannot believe is completed. Like you heard at the beginning of the show that I recorded a lot of that before I went on my vacation. I'm recording this part from a hotel room in West Virginia, two days after I was supposed to make it back to Evergreen Park. I was in Florida. What am I doing here? I'll tell you next week. Make sure you don't miss it. Subscribe anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. It's the EP Podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast, Evergreen Park.